Greetings. Welcome to the Legacy Drawing Board. This is the podcast that wants you to build a better legacy by incorporating the principles of good design. I'm your host, Ron Fong. In this episode, I'll review the article that Carol Hemerwitz wrote for the Wall Street Journal entitled, Here Comes the 60-Year Career. She wrote this in response to what's going on with the work situation. People are living longer, and with given the economic uncertainties, people are changing jobs more. Uh, sectors are coming and going. Uh, companies are downsizing. Therefore, people will have to work longer of economic necessity. The days of retiring when you're 65, I think, may be well over. And let's think about your work, or your career, or hopefully more importantly, you're thinking about your calling or your vocation. Chances are you're spending 8 to 12 hours a day, 5 to 7 days a week at work or your career. Given that, that's a substantial portion of your life. And your legacy is your life and the message that you want to send with that. You're going to encounter a great deal of people, places, opportunities during your vocation, your calling. How will you incorporate or how will you keep your legacy in the forefront as you manage this? Because now, instead of managing a 30 or 40 year career, you're going to manage it for two, three more decades. And that's where the legacy design, legacy planning will come uh, will come into factor. And that's going to be important because you're going to be charged with facing new situations, ever-changing situations. And again, you want to have a constant or you want to have the consistency in your legacy design so that you can leave a message that is clearly articulated of what you want to share with people. The, she broke up the article into six points. And the first point is, expect a career that resembles a jungle gym rather than a ladder. And we think that we think about linear uh, progressions in terms of the org chart. And I, what she's saying is now that you're going to have to have maybe lateral movement or you're going to come into different sectors or come into maybe just different opportunities or perhaps create your own job. And one of the things about design is the persistence. I think that's very important to have in your legacy, that people will know that you are a persistent individual. And as you're navigating through this, it's very important to have your true north. What's your mission statement? What's the one thing that's going to be consistent no matter what point you are in your career uh, where you are geographically, whether you're working remotely, where you're working in the office, perhaps even different sectors. But was that constant that people, if they follow you, could say, yeah, that's who you are, and your message is loud and clear, and your job or your job title does not define you. You, your values, your principles, your character, that is what defines you. So as you navigate through this jungle gym, it's important to be persistent and to understand that life is nonlinear, that the days of having a very sequential progression, that doesn't work anymore because all of a sudden your sector, your job may be gone because of the changing economic times. Be downsizing, outsourcing, whatnot. We see that happening more and more. There's more churning. So what skills or what are you thinking about 
as you navigate your career or your vocation. The second one is lifelong learning, including breaks to school, will be essential. What I learned is when I went back for my uh, MBA is that by sitting back in a classroom, by being a student, you become a better teacher. You get to, first of all, understand what it's like to be a student and get back to what it's like in terms of having to learn a new skill set, learn a new language, a new vocabulary, and to pick up on now the teachers. Uh, as you are more mature in your life, more advanced in your career, you're going to pick up the nuances of good teaching. By being a student, that will make you a better teacher. And obviously, the learning opportunities are no longer limited to the brick-and-mortar classroom. You have online learning. You have so many resources for that. But the idea is that you're a lifelong learner, is that that's part of your legacy, that you understand that you don't have all the answers. You keep your ears open. And again, that persistence, that persistence that you want to keep learning, keep asking questions. And by asking questions, you engage, you build connections, you build relationships. So that lifelong learning is going to be part of it in terms of the technical skills that you will need as you navigate through your career, but also is that for your legacy. Again, what message are you sending day in and day out? Are you a person who is open-minded and willing to entertain new things? The third point she talks about is seeking flexibility to have a better work-life balance. And one of the things I think about in terms of work-life balance is that people will look at it you know, graphically in terms of, well, here's so many hours I have for work. Here's so many hours I have for my personal life as a scale, as if it's some type of ledger. And going forward is that when you do that, you divide things and it doesn't really have a flow. I prefer the term life-work harmony. Everything that you're doing going forward from the moment you wake up to the moment you go back to sleep, is it harmonious? Is it consistent of who you are? And again, that consistency goes back to your legacy. Are you articulating a clear, concise, consistent message? Seek harmony over balance. And that way there is a flow to it. And you have a sense of always going forward as opposed to teeter-tottering or trying to stand on both sides of a balance, which is going to be very, very difficult. The fourth point she talks about is to build an intergenerational network. I talked about this in my previous uh, episode about are you qualified to be a CEO of your legacy in terms of establishing a board of mentors. This intergenerational network is, is that, is are you establishing a board of mentors? And it doesn't have to be people more senior to you. It could be people more junior to you in age, but will be more senior to you in a particular experience or a particular uh, skill set. And that's the learning process, again, going back to lifelong learning, is by establishing your board of mentors you're going to learn in a, probably a more informal setting, but the lessons are no less valuable than an online course or a degree. And by building intergenerational network, that's going to help you become a 
better uh, child and a better parent for you in those situations because you'll start seeing the individuals or in that particular age group for all the nuances and the full three-dimensional aspects of that individual as opposed to just thinking of someone as your parents who are of certain age. And I, I think I may have talked about this in a previous episode is that we tend to think of our parents as having no life before they became our parents, that they were never single or that they never had children. And I remember these two pictures of my parents that are indelible and brings back to the point of our parents are people before they were parents. One is a picture of my dad, I think as a teenager, shooting a basket, uh, I'm sorry, basketball. And the second one is a picture of my mom as a very young woman shooting a pool. And those are great images that remind me that my parents did have a life before me. And to understand that when you're talking to your intergenerational network, that will help you understand your parents because you're going to get different perspectives of that particular generation. And it'll help fill out uh, perhaps with your outline or your picture of your parents. Conversely, when you work with younger individuals, you'll start to understand your children and what the stages of development are going through. When I was going through my MBA, I was working with younger individuals, not quite the age of my children, but they were much closer to my children's experience in terms of the stages of development and that learning curve, something that I may not have seen uh, within my own children, but now I could see, uh, see that because they were my classmates. So that intergenerational network is very important. Please establish your board of directors. Please seek out people from different avenues, uh, different uh, walks of life, but just different perspectives. And that will really help you in terms of your legacy because your legacy is meant for all. It's not meant for a specific uh, age group. It's not meant for a specific demographic. Your legacy will touch people, every person that you come across. Therefore, by building an intergenerational network, that will help you key in on nuances and give you much clearer vision of how you want to navigate your legacy. The next point is continue exploring possible new paths, even when you're enjoying your current career. And this goes to the point uh, I think that saying is that the best way to predict the future is to design it. You do want to keep your eye open. This is not necessarily job hopping or anything of that nature. But when you look at when we talk about job hopping, it seems as if you're um, inconsistent or you're uh, not sticking something, you're not committing to something. But if you have a clear mission statement, if you have a clear true north, that even though the path may not be linear or it may look different than others, it still is getting you to where you want to be with your destination. And that's the consistency for this. It's not, to me, it's not about job hopping. It's not about chasing uh, the bigger paycheck. It's about you're pursuing things. And as you go along with different stages in your life, you're going to see things differently and you're going to be now see opportunities at a later stage that were just not visible to you in a previous stage. That's what it is about keeping your eyes open 
and developing new paths. And oftentimes is that you have to scale one mountain, get to the top before you could see the next range of mountains. And that's where it is in terms of these new paths. And even if, you know, where you are right now is to ask yourself, not so much in terms of your career trajectory, but am I building the legacy that I want to leave? And that is a true north, and that will help guide you, and that will be a great comfort as you're navigating situations, circumstances that are beyond your control. But your legacy is within your control, and that is, again, comforting when it seems like everything is going awry, and it seems as if you have absolutely no control. Her final point was, don't try to plan it all. And that is true. I don't think you could plan out every aspect of your life, but I think you could keep designing it. And that's where design is. Design is flexible. Design is forward thinking. Design does look at details, but it doesn't get bogged down in details. Uh, one of the things about engineering that saying is uh, fail often and fail early. Try out new things. And again, going back to that persistence, is that you keep working on it. So even though you cannot plan out everything, is one essential part of your plan is that I will keep trying, I will keep learning, I will try new things, I will keep my ears open. And that, I think, will go a long way in terms of your legacy design. But going back to the um, theme of the article of now having a 60-year career, you might have multiple careers, you might have multiple jobs, uh, you might be transferred, whatnot. But what's going to be the constant in those 60 years? That constant is going to be you. And in those 60 years, if you do work for 60 years, and I think many of us may be doing that, and hopefully there now is a matter of choice not necessarily of economic necessity, but a matter of choice as we're living longer and as we have different expectations. For that is that for the 60 years of what am I building upon? My first decade of work, what have I done? What groundwork have I laid? Have I been contacting mentors? My second decade of work, have I grown? Am I getting closer to my destination? Is my vision becoming clearer? The third decade, Am I now starting to be a mentor as well as seeking out mentorship uh, going forward? The fourth decade is now that the legacy is starting to become clear or becomes more tangible, perhaps, or more immediate. Decade five is now did I master enough that I could try something different? Or now is everyone do something that I, you know, people always say, I really always want to do that. And hopefully you're doing that earlier than later. But again, is it in line with your, your legacy? Because that's what you're going to draw upon. That's going to be your substrate. That's what the roots of which you'll grow from is thinking about your legacy. And then finally, your sixth decade, time to reflect, time to enjoy and a time to give back. And now this is when your legacy starts getting more visible. Uh, it gets louder. It, 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 you start seeing how you're starting to touch people. And that's the thing about with your work is that you don't want your work to be your life. But, you know, people say if you 
enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. I, I hope that as you're thinking about your careers, that you also think about your legacy because people will remember who you are much more than what you did. And doing on hard, honest work, nothing wrong with it. But it, it, beyond that, beyond the, the work, what did you contribute? What did you bring to the table in terms of the organization, the workplace, or whatnot? And again, going back to the harmony, is it one of those things where people could see that's the type of person you are, whether you were in the office or out of the office? It didn't matter because it was about you. It was about your core values. It was about your voice. It was about your story. Well, again, I, I thank you for your time in this. I hope this was of some uh, value. And I want you to please uh, send your comments to rfong at truenorthshepherding.com. Uh, true and please take the time to nurture and develop your legacy, because when you do, we all benefit. For the next episode, I'll talk about Project Moonshot and how to dream to build your legacy. Until then, take care. <music>